Welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. Recruiting, talent acquisition, personal branding, COVID, interviewing, how not to be an asshole, LinkedIn profiles, social media, and workplace burnout. What the heck am I talking about? Well, these are just some of the topics that I've covered in this past year of the Just Get Hired podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my anniversary episode. I started this podcast a year ago in the hopes of assisting job seekers, business professionals, the underemployed, and the underappreciated employee in trying to navigate their way through the job marketplace. During the past year, I covered a wide range of topics, and I met so many wonderful career coaches, marketing professionals, aspirational job seekers, HR professionals, HR vendors, transitioning military members, and so many more. A lot has happened since I started this podcast, so what better time to reintroduce myself and the show by my one-year podcasting anniversary? Well, if you're new to listening, or maybe if you've been around for a while, my name is Jessica Fiesta George, and I have been a talent acquisition leader for over 15 years. I help companies of all shapes and sizes with their talent acquisition process and their ability to attract, select, and retain top talent. In this episode, I flipped the script a little bit, and I'm going to let all of you interview me. Over the last few weeks, I opened up my social media channels and combined some of the most frequently asked questions by you, my loyal listeners. If you submitted a question, or if you were kind enough to lend me your voice and send in a recorded message, well, pay close attention because you might hear yourself in this episode. Before we dive in, if you find my content interesting, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search by my full name, Jessica Fiesta George, and I will be happy to network with you. You can also find my daily shenanigans on Instagram. My podcast page is Just Get Hired. And if you really want to know the real me, I'll give you a behind the scenes look. I'm going to share all of my links up to my personal Instagram page and all of my other links on my website, JustGetHired.com. Hello, Just Get Hired. My name is Jill. I met Jessica in 2012 when we worked together at Absolute Consulting in Navarre, Florida. She has always amazed me with her work ethic and her talent. Just doesn't sit around and wait for things to happen. She makes them happen. Congratulations, girl, on your podcast and happy anniversary. Welcome to episode 15, the Just Get Hired podcast, anniversary edition. We're going to take a look at this past year and the different episodes that I've launched, and then I'm opening it up to questions submitted by you guys, my awesome listeners. I do want to say thank you so much for your continued support and sharing my message. Because of you, I would have not been able to be recognized as one of the top 20 talent acquisition podcasts for 2021 by Welp Magazine, but Feedspot also ranked this podcast as number nine recruiting podcast, and I was recognized as a top female host. I've also been able to be a guest speaker at several student organizations, colleges, and other businesses, and I've been able to speak about all things recruiting, all things talent acquisition, all things personal branding. So it's really been an exciting year, and I want to thank you again. So let's take a look back. Episode one, I launched at the end of November of 2020, and I quickly moved into episode two in December where I spoke about resumes. But 
My most popular topic has to be episode three because I shared why your LinkedIn profile sucks. It's been one of my most popular episodes and I think what really grabbed some attention was that I said that your boobies don't belong on LinkedIn. Well, that comment got a few laughs, a few people got my humor, but there were also a few of you that did not share in my sentiments. Well, regardless, since that episode, a lot of you guys have taken me up on my offer to do a free LinkedIn profile review. And I'm happy to say that a lot of you took my advice and I do get a lot of messages that your LinkedIn presence has totally shifted how you show up on LinkedIn. It's resulted in getting more views, more levels of engagement, and ultimately has led you to get more interviews and business prospects. And this is the type of stuff that I love to hear because it gives me more energy to do episodes based on your feedback. So before we flash forward, I said this episode was going to be filled with questions submitted by you guys. So I got one question submitted by two different people. So to kick it off, I want you guys to hear from Scott, who I know from networking on LinkedIn, and then Melanie Thomas, who was a recruiter on my team. We no longer work together, so Melanie was not coerced into submitting a question, but I do want to say thank you so much to both of you guys for sending something in. So here we go. Hi, Jessica. Why did you decide to start a podcast? Melanie Thomas. Hey there, Jessica. I would just like to drop in and say thank you so much for your helpful tips on your podcast. It really has helped me uh, through time. And I know if it's helped me, it's helped a lot of other people as well. So I do have a question for you. Uh, What made you start your podcast? What motivated you to start? Um, Also, I would just like to say you're a great leader and I'm thankful to have crossed paths with you and I'm very proud of what you've accomplished thus far with your podcast and I'm looking forward to many, many more episodes. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Melanie, for your question. So what made me start this podcast? Well, as a result of the pandemic and just being unemployed, you come up with a lot of creative ways to spend your time. And I was making YouTube videos of my favorite vacation spots, attempting to make my family's vacation videos a little bit more interesting. And as this pandemic just keeps going on and on and on, and then we had that little time frame, if everyone remembers, where you had to be socially distant and really couldn't be around people, um, I was getting a lot of messages from my colleagues and friends who were also starting to get furloughed or laid off or um, fired. Um, So naturally, as a TA professional, everyone comes to me for job search advice. And during the pandemic, um, I really tried to think of ways to keep myself busy. I began doing videos that were centered around topics about job searching and how to find a job, how to create a perfect resume, and a lot of the topics that I'm talking about on my podcast today. Well, fast forward, I was lucky enough to land a job um, after eight months of being furloughed, and that job really required me to work some crazy hours. I worked nearly seven days a week. It left me no time to film or pause to edit video. And I almost gave everything up. Um, And then a friend of mine suggested that I try podcasting because I can record it when I wanted to. I didn't have to worry about being in front of the camera. And instead of stopping 
doing all of this entirely, uh, the pandemic really reminded me that sometimes you just have to be there for other people and it's not always about you. So I, it just really made me realize that I needed to turn my passion for coaching others into a business. So you never know when the next crazy pandemic will strike and then I'm left with nothing else to do. So I'm going to continue to do this podcast. Um, really wasn't expecting anyone to listen, but I have a servant leader's heart and I felt that if I can help even one person, that it's worth every minute of my time. So people like you who are listening to this episode really inspire me to do more. My goal for this podcast is to simply just keep it going, provide advice to job seekers and business professionals on how to advance in the job market or give them a platform. So really, that's what I want to do with this podcast and let people know that they're not alone, that there's someone out here who is willing to help. And I just want to be a part of the digital universe. Hi, Jessica. This is Erin Jones. We work together at Reef Technologies. I just want to say I love your podcast. Happy anniversary to your podcast. And I wish you nothing but the best. Hey, what's going on, Jess? Uh, my name is Dion. I'm a longtime follower of the channel. Love the Jess Get Hired podcast. So my question for you is, how did you get started in recruiting? I see a ton of different types of recruiters out there. Can you explain the difference? Thank you, Dion, for sending in your message. And I really love your question. And I really think I'm going to turn it into a podcast episode because the second part of your question about the different types of recruiting, there's a lot of layers to that answer. So hopefully I can answer it here, but I think I'm going to actually turn that into an episode. So thanks for an idea. But how did I get started into recruiting? So my career has always been in retail management. I started off working at various retail stores. I think every store in the mall there was, I probably worked at every store um, from assistant manager, branch manager, merchandising manager, ops manager, you name it. Um, but I really got my career start, I would say, at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, where I had a really fun and long career. That is where I got introduced to recruiting and my passion for helping others. So at Enterprise, for those of you who don't know, it doesn't matter what position you're at. Everyone has to start from the bottom and work their way up. So yes, you have to have a college degree to wash cars. <laughs> and a lot of my family thought I was crazy for using my college education to go wash cars. But what Enterprise really taught me was business acumen and how to really get that hustle. And so that's always kind of followed me. Never thought about recruiting. I always wanted to get into sales and marketing. But I had a manager convince me that, you know, recruiting is kind of like sales because instead of selling a product, I'm actually having to sell an opportunity and sell the company. So that's what kind of led me into recruiting. And I became a regional recruiting manager for Enterprise where I covered the Southeast. I had Florida, Alabama, Georgia and Mississippi. I was hitting all of those college campuses, doing college recruiting and really, really loved my career with enterprise. After 
gosh, about nine years at Enterprise, I went to work for a financial institution and then I did a lot of call center hiring. So that was a lot of high volume and I did a lot of corporate hiring. So I learned a different way of recruiting, um, didn't really stay there very long. I uh, thought maybe I should get back into retail and uh, I went into retail and I quickly was reminded that that kind of life was not for me anymore. So found a job. I actually started recruiting for a staffing agency. So I've um, been a staffing recruiter, an agency recruiter. And uh, what was interesting about that position was I was staffing for the nuclear power and transmission distribution and oil and gas industry. So that was a very unique opportunity, which also allowed me to move into a role as a business development manager, where I had to go and sell staffing services. So that allowed me to not only recruit, but also hone in on my sales abilities. Um, so after five years there, I moved quickly into a role as a business development director selling recruitment process outsourcing. So that's another topic we'll probably get into on another day. But I worked for um, a workforce solutions company where I was selling recruitment process outsourcing. And then that didn't work out. So I re reached out to a few people that I met on LinkedIn, a few of my business prospects, and um, was lucky enough to land an opportunity as head of talent acquisition for Verizon's largest uh, third-party retailer. So worked there, um, had an awesome time leading a great team. It was high volume recruiting. I handled everything from field positions to corporate positions. Um, and then I moved into another role, um, working actually for the same boss. Um, when he moved to companies, I kind of followed him. And so, you know, fast forward, here we are. But that is kind of how I got my recruiting start. And um, I love it. I I'm very happy that I made this career choice because I love helping others find meaningful work. I also like to see people who I've hired in as interns grow into their career, whether it's within the same company or if they've moved on. So I, I love that I still get to keep in touch with a lot of the people that I've hired. So thanks, Dion, for your question. Hi, Jessica. Happy podcast anniversary. This is Camilo from the Spanish podcast, and I wanted to ask you something. Professionally speaking, what do you think is best? Uh, do you think it's better to be a professional and to have different and several skills and to pick all these different skills in order to make you a more interdisciplinary professional, so to speak? Or is it better to go deeper into one area of your expertise and to master that. Greetings, and I love your show. Hey, Camilo, and thank you so much for sending in a question. Camilo hosts the Spanish podcast, and if you're looking to learn how to speak Spanish, then check him out. Your question, Camilo, is really intriguing to me because I have not a direct answer for you. So his question is, should you have a number of different skills or is it best to specialize in only one? 
So it's really, to me, depending on the type of role that you're in. So let's take HR, for example. As an HR person, there's a lot of different HR positions within HR. So an HR generalist is one position that kind of comes to mind. So HR generalists, they do multiple things within HR. They have a broad range of responsibilities. So they cover things like employee relations, benefits, policies and procedures. They get into hiring and training and everything else. But what I will say is not all of them can do just one thing exceptionally well. And that's why you start seeing functional specialists like me who kind of master in specific things like talent acquisition and recruitment. It's also why you see separate payroll teams and employee relations department. You see training teams as well. So accounting is another example that also comes to mind. Not all accounting and finance positions are created equal. So most accountants don't specialize in finance and some accountants will specialize maybe in auditing or budgeting, tax accounting, forensic accounting. As you can see, there's a lot of different layers here. However, what I find that is most important is really to be marketable. That means really understanding enough to contribute to a job and it requires a lot of different skill sets. I like to say you should have a Swiss army knife of talents. Be strong enough in a lot of categories that should someone need you to contribute to a conversation or to a project, then you have something to give to them. And as professionals, we've all done different types of work that have opened us up to other opportunities and even maybe different career paths. So depending on the type of role that you currently have or the role that you're aspiring to achieve, I think that you should always find ways to enhance your knowledge in that specific field so that you're seen as a subject matter expert. Hopefully that answers your question, but I am curious about everyone's thoughts. So maybe we can use this question on another podcast episode, and I'd be really interested to hear what you guys have to say. So thanks, Camillo, for your question. Jess, your channel is amazing. It helps me think past searching for jobs solely based off of how they pay and a bit more on how to enhance my own abilities to showcase myself better for potential employment. Uh, your podcast is extraordinarily enlightening, and I hope you keep up the strong work. You're doing great. Thank you, Jess, for all you do. Appreciate you. Hi, Jessica. This is Angela. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and my question is about salary negotiation. If the recruiter initially agrees that your target salary is within their range, is there still room to negotiate if you're offered the job? Hey, Angela, and thank you so much for sending in a question. So salary is negotiable. Well, I'll say everything's negotiable in my opinion, but salary negotiation is definitely a topic for discussion that I feel will require a longer podcast episode. So stay tuned for even more on this topic. So thank you for sending it in. But I would imagine that you're asking this question because at the phone screen stage, you were probably asked by a recruiter what your target salary was, and then you threw out a number. And then depending on your answer, the recruiter says, great, you're within our range. 
And then fast forward, you get a job offer. So before I answer your question, I'd like for everyone to think of how you should maybe answer this question the next time you get asked this. So think about turning the table around to the recruiter. Ask them what their budget is for the role. Typically, they're going to give you a range, and then you as a candidate can determine if you are within that range and if that's a salary that you'd be comfortable with. Then without giving a hard number in the beginning, you can also answer that the salary that they gave you seems fair, but you'd like to consider other things like promotional opportunities, career path, benefits, bonuses, and other things that might go in compensation and how it matches your long-term goals. But let's just say you did throw out a number, like I said, and the recruiter says that you are within the range, you get the job offer, and yes, Angela, everything is negotiable. I will also say that I tell my clients that you should never accept the first offer, and you've probably heard that before, even if it is what you're looking for. There's other ways to try to wiggle out just a little bit more, and you'll never know until you just ask. This is the phase of the hiring process where you hold the cards. So the art is, though, I will say that it's all about your approach. So I've seen negotiations go the total opposite direction and ultimately led to pulling an offer from a candidate because they got just a little bit too demanding. So there are things that you can negotiate. If you're fine with the compensation, or let's just say maybe the comp came in a little bit lower than what you were anticipating, then it's okay to ask for a little bit more. Just know that if you're going way above like five, ten thousand dollars more than what they initially were offering you, you might not get it. Um, but there is some wiggle room, um, you know, plus or minus a couple uh, hundred or thousands there that you can play with. But the things that you should also look at negotiating are things like vacation days and other perks. Maybe you might want to ask about a bonus structure. Do they provide equity or stock options? You might want to also ask when your next performance review is and is that tied to increases? Because for all you know, you might be coming into the job at one salary and then you have to wait an entire year before your annual review. So you might want to ask about comp increase schedules and see if they can write that into your offer letter. But just understand, companies have a set budget, so you can't ask for the world, but it is okay to ask because you'll just never know. Um, so think about why you are worth just a little bit more because they're going to turn the tables also to you and ask you why you feel like you're worth that, whatever that number is or whatever that looks like, and what you might be giving up to join their team. So everything is up for discussion. And I would just encourage you to just push and ask, but don't be too demanding because you'll never know until you try. So thanks, Angela, for your question. And thank you for listening to my show. Hi, my name is Meenal Patel, and I've known Jessica Fiesta George for a few years now from Just Get Hired Podcast. Jessica has really opened up my eyes as to what employers are looking for. She has shown me that I am valuable and I am marketable. Thank you so much, Jessica, for putting this podcast together and helping thousands and millions of people find their way in their careers. Hello, my name is Michelle Griffin, and my question is, what are 
your plans going forward with your podcast. Hey, Michelle, thanks so much for sending in your question. I have a ton of things lined up for this podcast. I have learned a lot in the past year, and I know that consistency is key, and I have not been consistent. So I really hope that I can bring content that people want to listen to, want to share, want to engage in. And I've been pretty sporadic with releasing new episodes because I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but it's true. I do have a hectic work travel schedule and a pretty heavy workload, a lot of clients that I have to support. So eventually I won't use that as a crutch anymore. I do want to bring more guests and have a regular release date next year. So listeners like yourself will know when to expect new episodes and what guests are coming on the show. I feel like this past year, I really set up the foundation of what's to come. And I have many more building blocks as I develop my brand and ultimately what I want just get hired to be as a business. Uh, there's a lot of people that I just want to help find meaningful work and a lot of businesses that I know that can benefit from all of my different recruitment strategies and processes that I know that are tried and true. So eventually, that's the long-term plan. But for now, I really, really do love my job. I feel very lucky and blessed that I get to show up and have an awesome boss, amazing coworkers, and amazing people that I get to work with every day. So to me, it's really not like work. I just get to show up and have a good time. <laughs> so I enjoy what I do, but for personal reasons, I'm not comfortable yet in flipping the script and turning this into a full-fledged business. So maybe one day I will. Um, and who knows? It would be great to achieve Joe Rogan status one day as a podcaster. <laughs> I think that's what every podcaster wants. So if anyone's listening and you'd like to sponsor this show, I'm just saying I'm not going to turn you down. But for now, stay tuned for more content and guests, and I'm willing to help out anyone who needs it. So thanks, Michelle, for sending in your question, and thanks for listening. This is Amber Kalik, and I just want to say congratulations and happy anniversary to Just Get Hired and many, many more to come. You're absolutely fabulous, and I'm so very proud of you. Once again, congratulations and happy anniversary. You guys, I am so overwhelmed by all of the compliments and all of the messages that were sent in by my colleagues and loyal listeners for this podcast anniversary edition. I do want to say thank you again for your continued support. There was also a lot of questions that were sent in that I didn't get to yet, and I think that's a perfect way to kick off next year. So if you sent in a question and you didn't hear it on this episode, stay tuned because your question just might be used in my next podcast. I do want to say thank you to all of the guests who made this show this year, Frank Arnone and Tracy Sicard or Tracy Sinnott. Uh, you were both part of a candidate spotlight bonus um, episode that I had earlier this year. Marketing consultant, Ramonica Gamble, career coach, Andrea Mazir, marketing professional, Nicolette Gamir. You guys were part of a three-part series where we talked about social media. We talked about Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I also want to say a huge thank you to leadership consultant, Matthew Kosek, who was part of episode 11, and then my most recent guest, Anjan Duso, who helped me discuss workplace burnout in episode 14. Thank you all for just continuing the conversation and for your support of this podcast. I'm going to have more guests and more episodes soon, so make sure that if you haven't already, subscribe to my email list. You can find it at justgethired.com. That way you don't miss out on whenever I release new episodes and you'll find out who's coming on next. 
Don't forget to find me on LinkedIn. You can search by my full name, Jessica Fiesta George, and then all of my social media channels. I have all of these links on my website, justgethired.com. And if you would like to sponsor this podcast or even just buy me a coffee, I have my links to my Cash App and Venmo on my website. So thank you guys so much. It's been a wonderful year. I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful holiday season. This is Jessica. What do you want to talk about next? I'll catch you on my next episode.